How's it going, guys? Here to do part two of my Avatar The Way of Water review. This is going to be all spoilers. I'm getting into the nitty-gritty. If you want to know about how I feel about this movie without spoilers, go to part one. This is part two, full of spoilers. You've been warned. Here we go. So, man, I am so excited. This is literally, you guys are hearing this firsthand, the first time that I am able to talk about this movie in depth. Oh, this might be a long one. Bear with me, everybody. I'm excited. Okay, so, first things first. We're gonna, we're gonna do a little bit of backstory. I talked about the first Avatar movie a little bit in part one, but we're gonna talk about the first Avatar, because I think it's important, because I really do think it's important. Um... Because in some ways, this movie picks up right where the first one ends off. I don't think it's a wise idea to go into this movie if you have not seen the first one. You have to watch the first one to really feel this movie emotionally. Avatar is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how much people make fun of it. Yep, sure, dances with wolves in space, whatever. I don't care. It's Fern Gully. I don't care. I don't care. You know? And look, Cameron has admitted it himself. Yeah, it's it's not all that original. But I love it anyways. There's something about the characters and the story that has just always resonated with me. From the first moments of this film... It just seamlessly, I just felt like I just, I was brought into this, just this world again. You know, they do this cool thing where they kind of show these different shots of Pandora. You know, like you get to see the Hallelujah Mountains and, you know, it's just gorgeous. And then Jake starts his narration just like on the first one. And I hope every movie we get Jake doing the narration because I love that they carried that on in this one. Um, But, um, but, um, we get to see like right after what happens at the events um, of the first Avatar. They even re-show a few snippets from the first Avatar movie. Like, the whole scene at the end of the first Avatar where we see all of the sky people leaving, we actually see that same scene again at the beginning of this. So things like that. like So this movie takes place like it butts up right at the end of the events of the first one. Um, we get to see, you know, Jake and Natiri and, you know, Natiri having their first child and we get introduced to all the kids. Um... A little bit at the beginning. Um, and we get a little bit of the movie first. And then it, it jumps to a year later. Um, and when it jumps to a year later, we go immediately to Stephen Lang's character. Which we immediately learn that um, he's basically been cloned. And his consciousness... And, and memories well his memories have been put into this avatar body but his avatar doesn't know how he died 
He knows everything up until the war, and, and but he doesn't know the war to his death. So it's interesting because it is Sarge, but it isn't. And it's really cool getting Lang back in this role. I wasn't sure going into it how I would feel about him being in the movie again because it's like, well, didn't we kind of do that for the first one? But no, it's it, it works really well with the story. Um, I should have known that I was going to get as emotional as I did with this movie. But I, I, I don't want to say I went in with a wall up because I sure as hell didn't do that. But I just wasn't sure. I wasn't, I, I was just there for the ride, you know? But I, you know, I rewatched Avatar a few nights ago in prep for this. And, you know, I did a whole podcast about it. Um, if you want to go listen to it. Um, and I got emotional watching it then, you know, watching it again. This is a movie that I've seen at least 20, 30 times by now, over and over and over again. You know, they're, they're just... I know a lot of... You know, and I said this about the last movie, and you can say this again with this movie, because it's inherent about these people, is I know a lot of people felt like the first Avatar movie was really preachy, but I just don't feel that way. When I see how connected the Navi are to the life forms that they live, that they cohabit Pandora with, it's such a moving, beautiful thing to me. And in this movie, they take it to the next level. They put you in some really heartbreaking situations in this movie, and you feel it every time, the weight of it. Um, there's a scene where one of Jake's kids is, for lack of a better term, mind-melding with this large sea creature. It's basically like a huge humpback whale. And, you know, this this creature has been isolated by other, cre- other members of the same species. And... Jake's son wants to find out why and so he mind melds with them and the creature shows them why and it's basically this entire scene of of just this entire group of these creatures just being slaughtered just absolutely being slaughtered there's another scene where we see some hunters in present day going off and killing this they isolate this this mother and calf off from this pod of these whales and you 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 see them kill it and it's just the whole time i was just sobbing between the music and what's happening between the reaction of the different characters and the scene it it's just not cool it's just not cool um beautifully well shot beautifully well shot but just not a cool scene. Um, so there's just lots of those moments where you just you see these characters connect with these different species that are on Pandora. Let me tell you, this new tribe. I don't even. I'm not even going to begin to pretend like I remember the name of the water tribe. I'm just going to call them the water tribe for now. But 
like they actually are different than the forest navi they have different tails they're a lighter color like there is like they have fins on their arms like they're made to exist in like an oceanic atmosphere like the level of detail that has been thought out about the people of this world it's remarkable um I love the new characters. I love the kids. Jake and Nateri's kids in this movie like are just as good as they are. Um, which brings me to and I know I'm probably going to get emotional, but you know, I after the after the first bit of the movie where it kind of closes the gap from the first film until now before it does the jump to one year later um when the screen came up that said one year later in my head i thought to myself one of these kids ain't making it out of this movie one of these kids ain't making it and i was right and i don't like it when i'm right when it comes to deaths in movies Because they always hit me hard. And I always see it coming. It's like I always say in my reviews. It's just because I've I've watched too too many damn movies. Like, I, I see it coming a mile away. When the realization happens that their son has been shot. It just... It's so heartbreaking. And... And I have to... I have to say... The way Cameron handles this scene was beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. The heartbreak in Natiri's eyes and in her voice, the way Saldana plays her in this moment. Zoe Saldana does not get enough credit for how good she is as an actress. If nothing else... After being in the Guardians movies, after this film in particular, I mean, I thought she was brilliant in the first Avatar, but but after this film, I really hope she gets some more amazing roles like this, where she can really delve deep into characters. Because there is a mama bear mentality that comes out in Atari after this moment that is brutal and fucking amazing um but it's heartbreaking seeing this scene um there's also another scene which doesn't involve a death or something major like that but there's a scene where you know just before the third act of the movie it's like near it's not at the end of act two but it's near the end of act two where jake's younger son is talking with um, the princess of the water tribe. And he's talking about how he basically feels isolated. He feels like nobody understands him. And this, when he's talking about feeling alone and, and things like that, and, you know, she responds to him, you know, that, you know, uh, well, you know, she tells him, I see you. And, you know, if, 
you've seen the first avatar you know what that means but that whole scene is so beautiful you know the fact that she like and i feel like they kind of try to hint at that she kind of likes him romantically but they don't overtly ever say that it definitely hints at that he likes her but it's never really hinted at how she feels so i don't want to say that but this would be that scene right this is that the first time and the really the only time in the movie where there is that connection between her and him and i just found it to be such a beautiful scene um the last thing i will say in the spoiler section of this review um so if you're just listening to this and not that and you want to hear more thoughts about what i thought about the movie go to uh go to part one but the last thing i will touch on is the character spider spider is an interesting character and i don't know what they're going to end up doing with him as a character moving forward and that worries me a little bit i thought i knew what they were doing with the character for three-fourths of this movie and then right at the end a decision is made and what happens in the future will determine what i think about it overall so i'm not going to let it take away from the movie because as I said in part one, I will also give my rating for this movie right now, which is this movie is a 10 out of 10, and it's my favorite movie of this year, bar none. But Spider turning, t- Spider saving his dad was such a weird move for me. Um, and it's also one of those things where I feel it kind of spoils part three. Because with Sarge still being alive, um, well, he's obviously going to be the the big bad again, or a big bad in the next one as well. And since we already know that they only filmed part of four, and so they still have to film part four and five, could that be a possible spoiler that we know his character dies? In part three? I don't know. Or could he live until part four? I don't know. And so I just, I'm curious about that decision. You know? Because it's like, you know, Jake has him beat. They're underwater. They both go unconscious. Thankfully, Jake gets gets saved. I don't know how I feel about Spider saving... And, and I know I called him his dad. It's not really his dad. It's a clone of his dad. But, you know, it's... I feel like I would have liked an extra five minutes. Uh, maybe like two and a half minutes of us getting a scene before the one year later thing happens. of Or seeing footage of Sarge before he died like on video like maybe holding Miles when he was younger or like showing any kind of way how he felt about his son and also I would have liked to have a few more scenes with 
Spider and him because from my point of view as a viewer, this is just mine, okay? And this is just my interpretation. But there's no point in the movie until the moment where he saves him where I feel like Spider gives a shit about this person at all. Like the whole time he's being held captive by them, I feel like he's only helping them and 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 being an interpreter because he feels like he has to. His allegiance is with Jake and Natiri and their kids. I don't there's never an indication to me that he is loyal to this person at all. Um so it's a curious thing for me. Um, that being said, because I'm sure some people are going to say this, and so let me just beat you to the punch, those of you that might say this. It's like, well, you might not think you want something until you realize that opportunity might leave. And right now he might not want a relationship with this person, but seeing him drown and seeing the fact that you know he's in the process of dying in that moment you might go well shit you know and so yes totally 100% it's just from a storytelling perspective the ending is going to uh, color this moment at least for me But it's not that it won't work out or won't make sense. Just that I just thought it was strange. It was an interesting choice decision. I was kind of hoping that we would get a new villain in the next one. But hey, you know, if if Sarge is supposed to be the Darth Vader to Jake's Luke Skywalker, then cool. Let's do it. Um, But all in all, I love this movie. Uh... I hope I get to go see it at least one more time. And it definitely will be in my Blu-ray collection when it comes out. Now I'm just wondering, is James Cameron going to do an extended version of this too? Because if he does, I'm going to be buying that too. Because um, I want as much of Pandora as I can possibly get. This was such a good movie. I can't recommend it enough. Hopefully those of you that are listening to this have seen the movie. But if not, hey... I didn't really talk about a whole lot of things I could talk about. There's so much about this movie that's cool. I loved Kateri's character. Took is adorable. There's a lot of things. But really the story is just a beautiful, beautiful story. And I can't wait to watch it again. Whenever that day may be. So peace out everybody.